This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hello, everybody. It is your girl. It's a Sharp Tongue podcast. Thank you for listening, subscribing, sharing, I'm drinking a little bit of red wine here in my cute little cup that says sip happens. (laughs) It's okay to drink wine or it just says it's okay to wine. I got this from like the dollar section in Target, which is, you know, it's what stores do to make you spend an extra $10 that you don't need where you buy dumb shit for your niece and nephew and yourself. Shitty little wine glasses. (laughs) How's everybody feeling? You can't respond because it's a podcast, but I hope you're feeling well. If you want to feel better, come see me live. I'm performing. I will be coming to a city near you. This coming weekend, I'm going to be in uh, Springfield, Missouri. I'll be at the Blue Room Comedy Club. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. That's the 13th and 14th. And the 19th, 20th, and 21st, I will be in San Diego. And the 22nd, I'll be at the American Comedy Company. Uh, One show Thursday, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. I'm also going to be on the Doug Benson uh, show, 420 show. And I'll be on Shane Moss's Psychedelic show as well, which I believe both are at the American Comedy Company. So if you see those promoted, I'll be on that. Coming up in January, I'm going to be at the Spokane Comedy Club. And that's the 16th, 17th, 18th of January. I am also going to be... Where else am I going to be in January? Dynasty Typewriter, which is in LA. That's the 9th of January. There's a bunch of other dates that are going to be up on the website for 2020. I'm going to be in a bunch of different cities. Minnesota. I'll be back in Phoenix. Possibly Chicago. New Hampshire. Back in Syracuse. Um, Boston. I'll be making a trip through... Let's see where else. Vermont. A whole bunch of places. I'm also going to be in Vancouver. JessieMay.com for tickets. I am... Um, what, what else is happening? I, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm a little frustrated. You might be able to sense it in, my, in, the, in the tone of my voice. I just started Miss Maisel. 
the new season. I'm a huge fan. First, let me preface and say I'm a huge fucking fan. But I'm a little frustrated with this season. They got a lot of musical breaks that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the musical breaks. I, I just don't I don't know why there are so many moments where there's song. It's a comedy. It's a comedy show. I want to see her doing stand-up. I want to see her storylines. I don't want to see this guy singing lounge songs every other four minutes. But I will say the opening episode of her at the USO tour was kind of cool because I myself did a USO tour. Shout out to the USO and uh, General Dunford and everybody who was on the tour with us. Wilmer Valderrama, Milo Ventimiglia, Sarah Barthol, Sean White, of course, Kelly Pickler. Everybody, everybody who was on the tour with us, it was so amazing. But it was really cool to see her doing something that I did. And it, to be, you know, kind of how it was portrayed was how it was when we were on the tour. So that part felt pretty cool to know that, like, something they're depicting in this show about stand-up uh, featured something that I actually accomplished or was a part of as a stand-up comedian. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then they broke into a fucking song. And I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Why are we doing this? But it's a great show. Nonetheless, it's a really well-written show. A couple people that I know are in the show. And I thoroughly enjoy it. And you don't really need to be a huge comedy fan to find it interesting. It's it's just really well-produced. And the wardrobe is fucking amazing. So all things considered, I'm still watching it. I'm still a fan. I don't want to deter anybody. No spoiler alerts other than there's a lot of fucking singing. (laughs) It drives me up a wall. I want to give a shout out to Absolute Extracts for being an amazing sponsor, keeping me elevated and lifted on the road with my amazing little dart pod that I use. Even though I'm a flower girl, when I'm home, I smoke bud. But when I'm on the road, sometimes it's hard, you know? But allegedly, I heard allegedly that there's a little trick where you can roll skinny joints and put them in your Q-tip case. Allegedly, it's not anything I do. It's just a trick that I heard from other people like Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg, allegedly, supposedly. I also want to give a shout out to my bookie. My bookie is running a limited promotion in honor of my dad. It is a gambling site. It's a gambling app, but they're offering a really cool deal right now, which they're going to meet your deposit halfway. So if you deposit $1,000, they're going to give you $500. If you deposit $2,000, they're going to give you $1,000. So up to $2,000 of your deposit, they will give you 50% of your money back. So it's just kind of like getting some extra money, some extra money for you guys to have some fun with. And you're probably like, bitch, I don't have any extra money to play with right now. And I feel you. But if you do, it's a great promotion. All you have to do is go to my bookie. I'll put the link in the description of this episode. Use promo code Jesse to activate that special and you will get 50% of your deposit back to play with free money to play with. And we all love free shit. And if you win something, I expect something purchased for me or at least make a donation. I think that's a safe bet. Get it, you know, bet because you're gambling. I think it's a safe bet that if you were to win something that you should give a little bit back. It always comes back to you in life, or at least we like to believe that. If it really does, I don't know. If it doesn't, I mean, I think it does. I believe that if you put some positivity out there, it comes back. But that's just me. And speaking of me, uh, more of me and a guest, first time 
podcast, first time Sharp Tongue podcast guest. And honestly, uh, really the first time her and I really ever hung out, I had known of her and saw her perform when I did a, sh- a set at the West Side Comedy Club. And I was like, oh, I got to hang out with this girl. And then she invited me to be her plus one at a Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I was like, she got big titties and she's charitable. She needs to be my best friend. <laughs> But she was really delightful to talk to. We spoke a lot about her upbringing, about comedy, and just being a female in this industry, in this life. And I thoroughly enjoyed our interview together. I hope you enjoy it. The very funny Miss Crystal Marie. heels on just for you. You do. You look amazing. You're so beautiful. It's insane. <laughs> I can't walk yeah, your in titties them. out too. Was that I for do. me also? All of the, this is I, like a full on tea <laughs> session right now. I wanted to show you some skin. It's great. You yeah. I wanted to just show you what I was working. With. I love that. Like, even though full, even in a turtleneck though, you're gorgeous. So it works. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm I appreciate it. that. You're the when sweetest. When I put a turtleneck on, no one pays attention to me. So, <laughs> well, I mean, like, is you that could a man? Be, you could be in like a tarp and I'd still, I'm not even a lesbian and I'd still want to dry hump. You. Yeah. Or weird. wet hump you. I've, so I'm okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of about lesbian. Yes. You got me a gift. I did. And so you Hot cocoa, mm-hmm. which I love hot cocoa. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great, season for it's it. It's a season, seasonal drink. Also. It's a rainbow mug. And why did you get me a rainbow mug, well, Crystal Well, it's so Marie? funny because the first time I saw you perform, I was like, oh, she's for sure a lesbian. <laughs> and then Rachel Wolfson, you know, I think did your podcast or Wolfie. something. I'm friends with her. Yeah. And um, one time she was like, hang out with you. And then I went to your IG and, you know, you have like a fat ass. I never knew. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of like thin white girls with fat asses and you show your ass on your IG. So I'm like, I called up Wolfie and I'm like, who is this girl? She's so hot. Cause you know, like I eat pussy sometimes. So I was like, what's her deal? Like, what's her deal? And she's like, don't worry. I'll find out for you. And the bitch never found she out never, for me. You, honestly, um, Rachel never even inquired. Yeah. The only, I figured it out. Cause we did the West side comedy theater together the other day. And right when I walked in, I was like, do you have a, do you have, are you dating someone? You're like, yeah, yeah, I have a boyfriend. I was like, oh, she doesn't. Okay. So then they were like, no more. Then I knew right away that, that you weren't uh, my all my hopes and dreams <laughs> ended there. You just eat so. it sometimes? Just sometimes, like occasionally, yeah. Do you consider yourself bi? I don't know. I don't, I've never been in like a full-on relationship with a girl. Yeah. Uh, I've like been in love with a girl, so I guess yes. Uh, do, you, but, do, you, do you angle more towards men? Yeah, like Dick is my favorite for sure. D- yeah, same. Yeah, Dick is my favorite <laughs> for sure. So. There's the title for the podcast. <laughs> Dick is my favorite for sure. Everybody welcome the lovely, talented, hilarious Miss Crystal Marie. Hello. Is this I on my that. camera? Is this? Yeah, all of oh, it. Oh, you got a whole system yeah, going here. Yeah, we have here. all angles. This is how all you angles. know things are going well. Yeah, things are going Jess really well. Just behind these cameras is a toaster oven. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. We're on the west side. Rent is not cheap Rent here. Rent is not fucking cheap. Yeah, it's an expensive toaster oven it for really the record it, it's a it's definitely a very nice I feel toaster like if oven. i was a dog i would be just like your dog like love me touch he loves me, your lap. me i know i know it's when, so cute how long have you been doing stand-up uh almost I feel three like years I know little, only a little about you yeah it was probably the first time you saw me go up right was when we did west side together well no i did behind the bit oh that yeah was the first time i met but you. i didn't do stand-up there oh that's right because you hosted it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I see now I'm fixing my hair because you're fixing yeah, your hair. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm just It's over like here. we're trying to out-beautify each other and yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, I'm just trying to blend. <laughs> <laughs> a few years? Uh, only a few years, yeah, but I started in like news reporting and like entertainment and sports right. news. Uh, and then I made the transition. 
uh, to stand up. Did you make that transition because were you always just funny while you were broadcasting and you're like, what the fuck? Should I just be doing stand up? Well, I got to be funny when I did like the lower tier news reporting, like Holly Scoop, like all the online stuff. Yeah. But the second I booked like primetime television, they were like, bitch, stop trying to outshine <laughs> the uh, celebrities. Just ask the fucking questions. Well, also just maybe don't tell me not to outshine. Let right. Me shine. Well, I wasn't hired as like a reality TV star correspondent. Right. So they're the ones like if Snooki came and did like a special segment, she's the one that got to be crazy. Right. They want their reporters their to, to be professional. And, but you'll notice like, I think it was like Michael Keaton. I was inter I did a red carpet after red carpet after red carpet when he was up for Birdman for yes. all those awards. And he would, it was at this point where I was like, oh, I'm not going to just be a normal reporter anymore. Because he was walking through the line. He wasn't even letting the reporters finish their question because he already knew what the motherfuckers were going to ask him. Wow. So he was just like, let's just get this over with. <laughs> so when he came, I just started full on hitting on him. And he afterwards was like, that's the best interview I've ever done. Because you didn't care. It was fun. Yes. It wasn't, it, you know, I didn't make it inappropriate in any way where like there was going to be some sort of scandal. But uh, he was, he had so much fun with it. He started in stand up. So yeah, that's right. He's he, so talented. Talented. Yeah, he had a great time with it. So is I was he like, this tall? Is he a little guy? He's not that. No, he's 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 okay. Ooh. I didn't I didn't interview him and think that he was short. So he must have been average height. I want. Was to he say. giving you like zaddy vibes? Was he kind of like attractive? I was giving him sugar baby <laughs> vibes. Um, and he was like, shut the cameras off. Like he made a joke of it. Uh, he could get it even now. <laughs> Michael um, Keaton, what's I up? Feel, yeah, I mean, I have a boyfriend, but I feel Flirt like man. I'm allowed to fuck Michael Keaton if he wanted. Absolutely, it. is that I your hall pass? Yeah, I. <laughs> that has got to be right. So who was um, like your like who was somebody you interviewed that you were very excited to interview? That Michael maybe, Keaton. Yeah. Is real, honestly, the only like if you were like, who else have you interviewed? I can't even remember anyone. That's how much I disliked interviewing people. Yeah, it, it w I would imagine like interviewing celebrities, especially actors, would be difficult at times because they're not comedians. Yeah. And that it's evident with somebody like Michael Keaton who can carry a conversation, right. who appreciates you going right. off the cuff and not asking the thousands que the thousands questions right. that he's been asked it helps that i have nice yeah. tits too i well, feel like if, great tits. if a man went off script and was like trying to have fun <laughs> with him you'd be like fuck off you know what i mean <laughs> i did that once when i was doing the press junket for worlds of days future past whatever okay. that x-men yeah. you know all those thirteen thousand sure. x-men movies that they have and hugh grant was coming down the line and that, that's my dude yeah and he was coming down the line going fast, going fast. He had this PR chick like pushing him along. And then when he got up to me, I forgot all my questions and I just panicked and started to flirt with him. So I, like just being honest, like I was like, I don't know what I wanted to ask you, but you smell like earth and procreation <laughs> and I just want to snuggle you. And I just was like, <gasps> and he loved it. I'm sure though. <laughs> he loved it. But also you're likable. So like, I feel like if it came on in a way where it was just like, they're trying to get some sort of headline here, yeah. he would have been so turned off by it, but it probably <laughs> felt very genuine. So he it was, was like, panic. yeah. So he was like, I love this. You'd probably love the attention. You're beautiful. So it was, I mean, I feel like you just kind of have to feel it out. Like I did an interview at a junket, which are hard. It's the hardest to do junkets and be crazy because all their PRs are in the room. Yes. And they're pushing them along. Right. To all the good ones. You get like three minutes and 30 seconds if to that. wow them. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it was Kelsey Grammer. And there was like a rumor that he had a tattoo of his wife, like near his dick or something. <laughs> And so I asked him and I was like doing, I was my first job with extra and it's like the biggest extra. job I had. Yeah. It was the first biggest job I ever booked. And, uh, the girl that was producing the segment for extra, she's like, you could ask this, but I doubt you're going to like have the guts to do it. Cause I was like, 
is that a cha- is that are you like, challenging me? Did you just me? ask me to step up? Uh, so literally, Have I you sat seen down. My tits? Yeah, I will step up. It was literally <laughs> the first thing I asked him, and uh, his PR like scoffed. Very, it was very audible. Uh, and then it just kind of scared me, and I was about my best behavior the rest of the junket. And that was when I realized I don't want to do any sort of news reporting anymore. Well, it, or any sort of job where someone's trying to to stop your shine right that's a, that's a well, stuff with, that's fu- especially for dealing with hollywood it's yeah. one thing if you're like talking to a you know a neurologist or somebody who's like advancing something in the medical field and you're asking them those questions but it's entertainment yeah, yeah we're yeah, taking yeah. ourselves that fucking seriously crazy to me. i mean what's the difference between an actor and a comedian we're putting ourselves out there and creating entertaining moments for right, people right. we're not really we're not God. Right. You know, but, and they know, but they do at the entertainment industry knows though, people who, who are brave enough to go do stand up and who are even the slightest bit good at it. They have something special about them because you'll notice they put a lot of faith in stand ups. Yeah. Like a lot do. of stand ups who have never done any acting jobs or anything of that sort in their lives are getting pilots picked yep. up. Are get like they want to know what is your story? Because our stories are the unique ones. Right, because we got into this career because of something right. mo- most likely terrible. Right. Or exactly. on the border of it. So w- what was it for you? Because you were saying you made the crossover. Well, it's this is part of the reason why I started behind the bit, the show that I had you on where we met. Um, which is a great idea for a show because I always wonder that even as a comedian watching other comedians like I oh I wonder if that was true and what the story was right well it's it's so interesting too because it's like I did not struggle to find people to do the show that's awesome yeah because the show is all about what did you overcome what trauma did you overcome to find the funny in it right and it was insane how many people after the first show would even like huge names in comedy being like I want to do the next one you know, let's work the dates out, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, wow, this is fascinating. People have gone through stuff and because they've healed from it, they want to be able to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And for me, it was, you know, my parents are from Iraq. Uh, my upbringing was very different than my brother's. So Were the you way born here? I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so, that's like the Iraq of America. It is. I do a whole joke about it. I'm <laughs> like, this, is, this is where all these motherfuckers ended up. Um, because it is the closest thing to Iraq. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but it is interesting because I we grew up in a close-knit community. So it was like everyone there was Iraqi. Wow. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, there are so many in Detroit. It's insane. So it was. It was like a mini Iraq. Um, and so because of that, a lot of the way women are treated in Iraq, it carried on, carried over wow. to the United States because they're all still kind of together. You're in an incubated community, yeah. an incubated culture within a culture. Also my, which only makes up 1% of the country, but we're Catholic Iraqi where I'm not Muslim. So that's unique. I didn't even know that was so a thing. Unique. Yeah. And we speak Aramaic fluently, which is the language of Christ. So these Arabs think Damn they bitch. are the chosen ones. They're like, we, we are the only ones that can talk to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so it is, so they're super (laughs) ultra religious, you know what I mean? That's fucking funny. And so with that, there's a lot of pressure and shame and guilt and everything under the sun put on women in our culture. Right. Uh, you can't be, want to be sexy. You can't be outspoken. You can't like my, I used to sometimes have to ask my brother if I could do things. He's only one year older than me. (laughs) So I'm like, do I not have parents? It's the strangest thing. (laughs) That you want me to ask my brother, who's a year older than me and significantly less mature than me, to for permission to, like, get the mail. It's the craziest shit. That's fucking insane. Yeah. What's funny is, though, when I moved, within, like, five years of me leaving Detroit and living in L.A., my parents got better. They were 
Did they evolve? Yeah, my mom big time. She's That's, very liberal she now. She probably loved it. She also got an education. So she was like one of the first Iraqi women um, to actually go to school and she was shamed for it. She was a whore for it. Why are you working? Why are you going and getting educated? You should be at home taking care of your, you know, husband. And now, that's like years. That's not even just one person. That's years of a culture and their approach to women. Right. It's right. like embedded in the DNA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to for your mother to go against that, that's pretty brave. Yeah, it was. It was very brave, but she still, as a mother, would put the double standards yeah. on me. Um, she just couldn't help it because she was just an element of her environment. As much as she tried, you know, she did the best she could. She got forced into an arranged marriage at 18, had my brother at 18, me at 19, my sister two years later, and then one other sister 10 years later. Holy so, hell. Yeah, I mean, she imagine having a child at 18. What kind of mother you'd... I would, I would I'd be in a trailer sucking dick yeah, for crack. There you go. So it's and that is the best she could have done. <laughs> That's the best. Okay. It'd be good crack though, it'd be quality crack. Yeah, I'm sure. sure. I would never think kind. that you would have the dirty kind of crack. <laughs> I would I have dirty crack. Like the one that has broken up glass in it. <laughs> no, what is dirty crack exactly? It's pure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it just uh it was hell because I was always outspoken. I always, you know, had something to say. I was always like a wanting to be sexy. Um And was, you know, and I kinda with other women, I've never had any issue with any women in general. I, I think I just approach them as individuals. But I, I love the way you look on stage. Like, Thank And you. I was realizing that like when I was at the West, Ki- the West Side Comedy Theater, when I saw you the other night, I hadn't had a chance to see your stand-up prior. And I was like, man, she it, it's cohesive. And mm-hmm. it sort of, especially because of your background and you're defying a culture. You're defying your upbringing. Right. And so it's almost like... It's it's a beautiful poetic approach to yeah. stand up. Like it's not a <laughs> you shtick. get me. It's not a you shtick. Get me. It's just it's your it's it goes deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's no. it's pretty dope. Thank you. I appreciate that you even recognize that. It's funny. It helps when people people are always like they don't know what to make of me uh, when they meet me before they see me perform. Because so, people judge. Yeah, a lot of people are very cold with me in comedy. Like until they once they see me perform, it's they switch so quickly and they're like, okay, she's actually putting in the work. She's not getting up there being like, I have these beautiful tits or whatever the <laughs> fuck they expect me to be like when I go on stage. Uh, but I love I have, your voice on stage. I love yeah. your cadence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so... It's nice. The news reporter background, I feel like, really prepared me for what my stage presence yes. was going to be. Because I did do a lot of like public speaking engagements prior to doing stand-up. And for me, I love being able to embody that. And, and I think it's Fahim Am- Anwar that said, Hollywood's the only place where you can use every single thing you've ever learned in life and somehow apply it to your career. Yeah, you can. Which So when, when he said that to me, I was like, I'm going to use, because I felt like coming into this in my 30s, that I was like some old-ass bitch starting a new career. So I was like, oh, I, I want to be able to make progress quicker than if I were doing this in my 20s. How yep. can I do that? So I took the advice that I heard him say out loud. It wasn't even to me. I think it was just a discussion and I was overhearing it. You were in his, on his patio trying to break into his apartment. Yeah, I'm just, I've always had like a weird obsession with Fahim Anwar. I just love the motherfucker. <laughs> he's so cute. So anything that, he, whenever he's talking and if I'm at the store, I'm like, what is it? That he's, he's so adorable and he can, he can dance really well. Yeah, it's just everything what about him. The first time I saw him, he was doing his Lance, what is it, Stephanopoulos character. <laughs> and I don't know what it was about it. Maybe it was like the mullet in the back, the clip-on hair clip that he had. I was like, this is getting so my funny. pussy wet. Yeah, he's so funny. He's Humor such a funny guy. Too. Yeah, and I like too that his whole bit isn't about being 
uh, I think he's Afghani. Yep. Because when I started, a lot of, you know, my agents at the time were putting pressure on me. You need to talk about how you're an Arab woman and how you're Iraqi and, and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. Right, because that I'm not going to start stand up and then that. you guys are going to tell me again yeah. what I have to be. Because right. in every other field I've ever been in, everyone's like, this is what you need to do. This is how you have to act. And my entire upbringing was that way. And you're like, so, fuck you. I'm here because of right. all of that. And what, so when I started stand up, I promised myself, I'm going to do what I want to do. It's going to be my rules. No one's going to, I'm going to learn. I'm going to take everything in. I always take, if people are veterans and they've been around longer than I am, have, I always take everything that they say to heart and I, with a grain of salt, I'm like, how can this apply to me? I'm very respectful of the people that have been there longer than me, but uh, everyone's journey is different. It is. So, but everyone did say you need to talk about it. And I was like, I don't, I do do some jokes, maybe like a minute and 30 seconds of my entire set is about being Arab, but um, but and I would like to your talk whole more. Set is because yeah. it's your reactions and your right. mentality are influenced is re- it's by a result. that. Right, right, your right. whole act is a result of being Arab and being from you know right. growing up in a place that was already sort of you know dire, and then you grew up within a culture where you're being repressed. So you're growing up in a repressed society in America within a repressed culture. What you're going to say on stage, if you listen, mm-hmm. I don't need to go. Hey, I'm Arab. Right, 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 right. Everything's a result of that. But you will hear a lot of the Arab comics are doing a lot of like, uh, I don't want to say the word hack because it sounds very judgy, but like very. You can say hack. I'm an Arab. You know, like they're doing like the very, uh, everyone's scared that the plane's going to come down because I'm on it, which if I say that does not make sense because motherfucker, I could pass for anything. I could be Italian, Greek, Latina. You could be, yeah, No J-Lo's one looks sister. at me and thinks she's going to bomb this plane. You know what I mean? No. So, uh, Unless you had like a wet burrito before you yeah. got on there. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be authentic to who I am. So right. plus, it, honestly, the stuff that I went through growing up, I want to take my time discussing it and finding the funny in it. Absolutely. I don't want to feel rushed. Uh, also, Culturally, if you have been abused, molested, dealt with any sort of addiction, even my dad had stage four lung cancer, uh, almost died from it. We weren't allowed to tell anyone he had it because of fear of being judged by the community. I mean, that's just insane. such a broken also, approach to life. It's, it's insane because it's like, why can't we get the support? Of of everyone, right? Because you think let him nobody feel else is the love. This? It's just insane. But there's so much judgment that comes from the community. So it's like if uh, people were to find out, what are they going to think? What 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 is going to? It was the craziest. I did like a Facebook post, just kind of asking for help finding because my dad got got fucked up from painkillers. So that was when did I started he get addicted to opioids. He didn't get addicted, but it was giving him such severe. Um, constipation oh yeah that it gave him hemorrhoids and then the hemorrhoids caused a tear in his back i mean in his in his anus holy hell and so it uh that you know you cancer with cancer mind keeping a positive frame of mind that's exhausting is fuck but it's so important it is so not only is he dealing with like the 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 coughing and the the wheezing but that is also which is the most painful shit and i'm saying that it's like a you know, yeah. as sincere as I can. Yeah. But that's so fucking painful. So I just wanted other options for, and you know, I live in LA, so LA is going to know better than Detroit what kind of like cannabis oil I can use. Like what other pain ca- or CBD oil. Right, wait, I was what are looking your alternatives? for a specialist that specialized specifically in, you know, 
CBD oil for cancer patients. Yep. And there, there is a lot of that. Yes. Uh, and my siblings were just so uh, bothered. Like to this day, we're barely on speaking terms because I did this post just asking for help for my father. So it was just, that's how the, that's a lot of. How do you process that? Like, how do you. I'm because, still trying to, to be honest with you. Yeah. Cause it's almost like in my mind as someone who's not from that culture, but can understand and observe, it's almost like you have to approach it like a disease where they're, it's not them speaking. It's the disease speaking. And I'm not saying that the Arab culture is a disease. I'm saying the approach to it where it's result can be so detrimental to right. you as an individual yeah. that you almost have to go this, this isn't them. It's just their, it's it's what they've been taught. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why I always talk. I talk a lot about like forgiveness and why I hate cancel culture. Like if someone's done something 20 years ago and has healed from it and gotten better um, and is no longer that piece of shit that they were 20 years ago, why do we have to hold their past against right. them what when we they doing? were just an element of their environment? Yeah. And like, people change. Yeah. 100%. People make mistakes. That's the beauty of it. But when you're constantly telling people, well, no matter what, uh, no matter how much you change, we're still going to hold your past against you. Why would anyone want to change? And why would anybody want to just exist yeah, at all? Also, it's like, how are these videos that are like going, like, I, I just don't understand how they've helped society at all. Because I don't feel like it's gotten better. Like the canceled culture part yeah, of it? I yeah, I don't think it's it's helped at all. I think well, it's it made really, it worse. It makes it worse because then now people, it, it almost empowers a victim. And now I'm not saying victims shouldn't be empowered, but people start to hop onto that victim train when they haven't had anything happen to them and they throw up a hashtag right. in their Twitter feed and they become part of a movement and they take somebody's career and life away with just words. Right. It's a dangerous, dangerous society. It's so there's dangerous. no accountability. No. And and you remember and there's Matt no Damon levels. Got for saying oh, I was just gonna say accountability. Him just saying that there should be different levels to this. And instead it's just like, no, you do one little thing and you're fucked for the rest of your life, which is to it's me, crazy. insane. And he even, they tried to cancel him out just for saying yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Matt Damon's just trying to offer up, like, hey, guys, you know, there are levels to abuse, and maybe we should look those up. And right. The, the fucking brigade just wanted to, like, it was insane. set him on fire. It was insane. Because it's just the reality of the situation is getting brushed up against somebody with a heart on is different than being forcefully put down and penetrated in an alley. Right. Those are spectrums. And, right. And it's such a a gray area and in also it's like fucking Roy G Biv area because there's so many different things that are going on with people and also women can be on the other side of that as well. I was just going to say I am all the time. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are they going to start holding me accountable? Cause I'm <laughs> fucked. So <laughs> you were talking to me about how Arab men flirt and like, flirt? yeah, like how they communicate with you. Like, we were talking about, you know, just ways that they sort of. Yeah, I'm scared to say this because I don't want them to think I'm like putting down, you know, like my brothers at all. But it's it's interesting. Uh, culturally, it is like the, the man is is the powerful is one. the powerful one. And the woman is supposed to just kind of be the support of that. And, uh, and it's not just Arab men. There's a lot of cultures uh, that say, are that way. Four of my ex-boyfriends. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had. <laughs> you know, dated white guys that were the same exact way where it's like, why are you talking? You're a woman. So, uh, <laughs> but in Arab, you know, a lot of Arab cultures, especially, you know, throughout the Middle East, uh, you know, some places, especially like Saudi Arabia, um, 
there's still so many rules. Like women just now became able to drive and everyone's like, oh my God, the leadership there is so great because they're finally fucking letting women drive. Right. That's no, like that's let's like small, that's on the lower end of the totem pole. It's insane. How about and, we talk? Can yeah. we have a conversation? Can we, do we have to still be separated at restaurants? There's like a whole, it's just the weirdest thing. You have to be separated from men in restaurants? I don't know. I don't want to give you any sort of misinformation, but I think if women are eating at restaurants without men, without like their husbands right. or their companion. their companion, they have to sit in a, an entirely separate area where it's just women is what I believe, unless it's not that way anymore. But you also can't travel to Saudi Arabia if you are a single woman unless you're with your father. So you're not allowed to travel there unless well, you are with your husband or your father. My dad's right there, so could he come with me? Yes. That's John Stamos, but my dad's oh, in that teeny ass. I was going to say, damn, <laughs> I want to fuck your dad. Um, wow. So can right I bring my dad? My dad's urn? Would sure. That be? <laughs> bring your dad's urn. It might work. <laughs> did your father overcome his, his lung illness? He did. He's uh, in remission, so that would mean cancer-free, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, He's. we went to, it's funny, I... Uh, did the same Lebanon job you did. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were in Beirut, Lebanon. Yeah, Beirut. We and did a comedy... Uh, Hollywood comedy pop-up. Hollywood pop -up. comedy pop-up. Yeah. How with Ron. With Ron, Ron Sankowski. Ron, you're something, you, you are. I would say... That's exactly you're how something. I would describe yeah. Ron, something. Ron, you're something. <laughs> Samira, I love Samira. Samira. Yeah, Samira is just a uh, doll. She's an angel. She's, she's a princess. She is. She's Ron, just a Ron, you're something. Samira's Ron, a princess. Ron, you, you are so something. <laughs> Um, and you brought your parents with so you. So I took the money that I made from that and paid for my parents to come out. And That's uh, so great. My dad still had cancer at the time, but he had just gotten approved for a new pill, um, which saved his life. Because he was literally in the hospital week because he had water. Anything that could have gone wrong when he was diagnosed went wrong. He got the water in his lungs. He got the hemorrhoids. He could barely walk. It's just everything. It felt like he, he had he had a, in like a couple, just like a month lose like 50 pounds it was insane um and, so and how long ago was this this was last year so he um you know we went to the hospital i was in the hospital with him for like 10 days uh and they had pretty much told me to make arrangements like he yeah was pass uh he then we got word that because only like i want to say like 18 percent of lung cancer patients get approved for this medication he got approved but then all these problems started occurring um, for us to actually get the medication. Um, and he was like days away from dying. And apparently this pill wor starts working overnight. So we finally got it. And it did. It started working. There was an improvement in his health immediately. Um, and so he got, took, I took him to the doctor and I said, can he come to Lebanon? Because don't think I'm crazy, but there's a church there. And again, I told you, my parents think that You're they are religious. the chosen yeah, ones. Yeah, they can speak Jesus. Uh, speak, exactly. Speak so, Jesus and language. I even speak it fluently. So even sometimes I think I'm superior to all you motherfuckers. <laughs> so um, he, I went, took him to the doctor. I said, can he come to Lebanon with me? You know, in Lebanon, there's also Christians and Muslims. So it's a beautiful place because they are, are friendly with each other. There's a mosque next to a church. It's beautiful. Yeah, in it Iraq, is. there's a genocide happening against a Christian. So it's just they don't get to, you know, live peacefully with one another. That was one, one cool another. thing about Lebanon where you yeah. see the two, so the two different churches next yeah. to each other, the mosque it's and the church. So there's a place called, um, there's a church, a saint called St. Charbel, where if you go there, miracles occur. And a lot of people go there from all around the world who are sick. Um, and apparently if you go there and you get blessed by the priests and you you know, get the holy water there and you light a candle, apparently like miracles happen, you become healed. Or like a lot of women will go there who can't get pregnant and the, they go home all and of all sudden, of a sudden they're What if you pregnant. don't want babies? Can you go there and they'll be like, okay, you're good. You're not going to have babies. And then 
your dude can just i think we have a thing here it's called abortions oh, okay cool, um, cool. so i wouldn't pay for the i'll try alabama i think the abortion is cheaper than uh <laughs> going all the way to, to <laughs> lebanon um but yeah so he went and he we went to the church and it's so funny everyone there smoked so the priest was literally blessing my father while he had a cigarette in his hand <laughs> uh, and my poor dad is like coughing up a lung but he would never whatever the priest wants to do he can do um, and so we came back and he thought, uh, <laughs> my hello. dogs are back. <laughs> Hi. Oh, you have a dog walker. Yeah. He's walking up. Oh God. Don't knock over the camera. Carlin. I will. How many dogs do you have? Well, I have three at this point. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I've accumulated animals. It's so cute. It is they're, cute. They're all rescues. Yeah, they are. They're all rescues. Beautiful. Carlin is, is an enormous moose. It's funny, I'm not like the biggest dog person, but I feel like as I get older, since I don't have children, I'm like, I guess I should start liking Go, animals. Carlin. He'll Carlin. knock it all over. Yeah, you look go on, like Bunny. You could give me a bruise go if you jumped down. on me. Go on. Everybody go. We're having a very serious conversation, No, animals. it's okay. We need Thank it to you, lighten Glenn. it up. Bye, Thank Glenn. you. Bye, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn can get it, by the way, also. Him and Michael Keaton. <laughs> Glenn can get it? Carlin, go back if you knock no. over those. Camera, Carlin, no! <laughs> Carlin, go. He's listening. He's listening. He listens pretty well. Sit. Carlin, we're having a very serious conversation about her dad. Yeah, but he came back and uh, a month later got, you know, the whole body scan and they were like, you know, there's no cancer in your body. So him, it's like, hello, Western medicine obviously played a huge right. role. But him, he's like, I was healed. Jesus <laughs> loves me. Look what he did. They said I was going to die. My dad is very overdramatic. Uh, I love overdramatic people. Yes, he's very overdramatic, very loud, very wears his heart on his sleeve, does everything, like has so much love in his heart. So him, when it happened, it was like he just, it, he's a new man now. Well, you know, faith, like you were saying, and having a good uh, mental space about right. where you're at is a huge so part important. of it. Because, you know, they talk about when people are sick, their will to live is an important aspect of their ability to overcome their illness. Right. There's got to be something to that. No, it's so true. I mean, it, like when he was so like, powerful. I'm giving up, he was giving up. Like in the hospital, all the weight he had lost, all the pain he was dealing with, he's like, I just want to die. So I, I think it took him waking up one day and being like, no. You know, my dad to this day plays, he played professional soccer in, in Iraq. So to this day, he's been active, been playing How soccer. He? He's 65. Oh, wow. He's um, young. He's still in love. God, in he's a, so young. Yes, Your he parents were so young. Well, my mom was 18 when she Girl, started popping I us out. Girl, I should have a 15-year-old I wish now. I had a 15. Damn it. I'm like, I want kids so bad, but I'm like, do I want to ruin my body at this point? No, I'm like, no. don't do it. I wish I would have done it <laughs> at 16. My girlfriend had her daughter at 17. Bitch popped right back. Uh, it all sucks right back in. Right it goes now, right back to you shape. have a baby in your 30s. Oof. We're going to look like the landlord from Kingpin. You better have a rich man that's going <laughs> to suck all that fat out for Carlin, you. Carlin, go. Go lay in your bed. I know she's beautiful. He's like, um, I just uh, wanted to come say hi. Hey, how are you? <laughs> my, both of my male dogs are in love with you. Oh, I love it. Uh, go, go, Carlin. Thank you. Carlin, you're cute. Go over there. Go away, Carlin. I saw that your Behind the Bit is going to be in the New York Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah. We just did it. It was great. Did you already go? Yeah, we already How was it? It was amazing. It's just, I can't wait until, like, we're, we're going to hopefully get a pilot presentation for it. Yeah, you have to. And then I'm going to, uh, we just were waiting because I wanted to work out the kinks yeah. and all that jazz. Oh, daddy's back. Daddy's back. Bye, Glenn. She Bye, Glenn. You could get it, honey. <laughs> um... We're hoping to get it. Uh, <laughs> I liked Glenn. He's so I bet sweet. he forgot the key on purpose. Carlin, your tail is near the equipment. Go lay down. 
son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> behind the bit is uh, going to be great. Uh, if we could, the problem is I can't prep the comics yet because it's not fair to be like, come do this favor for me where yeah. you're already letting me use your name to fill the seats. Uh, and then I, I have to see all your material and pick what material you're going to do so that we can do a proper Q&A. Right. Because a lot of comics come and they're like, you know, I'm like, they know what the show is, but then they'll do a whole set that, that has nothing, nothing to, do to do with what you want. With what I need. The fun of producing a show. Or I'll ask them, like one comic <laughs> talked a lot about how, you know, made a lot of funny jokes about overeating. So I wanted to get deep because I was like, oh, this is great. This would be a great episode for the show. Because a lot of people struggle with yes. weight issues. Yep. Um, and when we're the I, most beast country in the world, aren't we? Yeah. And yeah. she, when we got into it, she just wasn't willing to kind of open. She was on, she was caught off guard. She didn't really think I was going to go there with it. Uh, and so I pull back right away because if, uh, again, it's not fair for me to put any sort of expectations on people. So the second anyone's uncomfortable with a question or bulldozing through yeah. the Q and A, I can tell that they're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable, and I'm just not going to do like, that. Come on, yeah, but not the everyone. Investigative part of you want to like dig in. Well, all, I do, and that's why I'm hoping when we can pay you guys thousands of dollars to come do the show, then I'm going to be like, bitch, you're getting paid. Yeah, so. listen, you're getting paid. So why did right. you suck dick so yeah. much yeah, back yeah, yeah. in the '70s? Also, I. I think <laughs> I just it, were you molested as a child and that's what led to it yeah well led to all the dick sucking yeah um <laughs> that's usually what leads to all the dick sucking yes. doesn't it yeah well, molestation it's a circle yeah. yeah yeah getting touched and then you're like oh i guess i should lick dick yeah that's it, that's just psychological science right that's just what happens like let me please you like i had to please my uncle yeah exactly okay. yep makes yep. sense it does make sense but i want to hear about it on your show. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Which is what we're hoping to do. Up. So when we do the, what's good about all the shows we have done is each show we pick one person that could be good for the pilot. Yeah. Um, so that way it's like, okay, we love all these people. They're our friends and they're agreeing to do the show, but are they right for uh, what we need for the show? Because yeah. it has to be, we have to talk about what the theme of the show is or else it's just a Q&A comedy yeah. show. And then there's, you know, there's, the, those already exist. That, and you can't that your really, aspect is what makes it unique. And what 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 is beautiful about it is we're showing that laughter is helping to heal these people. Instead of like we're not com comedians are the best because it's like we've gone through all this trauma and we're people all experience it up. as well. Yeah, and instead of shooting up school, we're fucking going and doing stand up yep. and bringing joy to people's lives. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Instead of like, it's just stand up for me. The past three years, I've grown more as a person than ever in my entire life because it's like I've learned to uh, I always tell people I feel more powerful now than I ever have because you go on stage and you're controlling a fucking crowd of people. You are. And Who people else can do that. Some of them have never seen you. Yeah. Ever. Before. I'm not famous. There's before me. There'll be people that are. Yeah. Like Rogan. Yeah. Or <laughs> Whitney Cummings. They don't give or... a fuck that I'm there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, Who's this fucking hooker? <laughs> She's sucking the comics off in the back. <laughs> Uh, and they will tweet that too. Like, who's this whore on the lineup? Um, Which you're like, oh, please, that's all you got. I'm yeah. from uh, an Arab culture. Yeah, that's all you've got. That's all you got is Come I'm on. a whore. <laughs> Feels like dad. <laughs> that's how you should respond. Dad, how'd you get a Twitter account? You figured out Twitter. Yeah, it's so funny. Last, like, it's it's hilarious. I'll get like heckled because I won't. I don't date Arab guys. I date, you know, everything under the sun. I think I date everyone except Arab guys. Yeah, which um, I think given your background, which yeah. is Arabic. Well, when it I lived in Detroit, <laughs> it's all I dated. I only dated, you know, Middle Eastern men. So right. You want when, a little something else. Yeah, I wanted a little zest. You want a little ranch dressing. Yeah, and I'm very alpha. <laughs> I like to, like, 
you know, I like to alpha out sometimes. Me too. Yeah. And so I most like Arab guys are turned off by that well, anyway. Of course, I'm sure. I don't think I'm their type either. No. So. <laughs> An alpha female? Yeah. No. no never. Not at all. But I can play the whole like super beta. Uh, I I'm can't good at, help. I can help. play I the can't. quiet. Yes. I'm just like, oh my God. I'll just I have can't. a salad. Yeah. Ugh. And then the real side of me is like, can I also have a cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> Carlin, go. Stop being so alpha. God Go, damn I know it, she's Carlin. adorable and Go. she smells nice. I do. I showered before I came here. Well, for you. speaking of like stuff on Twitter and stuff, yeah. I have a fun new segment okay. that I I mentioned to you before. Yeah. It's a segment that we like to call here Carpe DMs. <gasps> where we really sneak excited. up in the DMs um and we see what messages were sent to us okay. from men. So I'm pulling up my DMs. It's right? it's specifically from men because women it, they send poetry. Men send different types of things. Well, it's funny. My bo- my my boyfriend has like a giant dick, and has, he's great at sex. Humble brag. So every he's great at sex. So wait, every you can't girl. Plow through that. Wait, hold what on. I'm going to tell you real quick though. Okay. Every girl he's ever had sex with is still obsessed with him, <sighs> especially because he's a gentleman. He's very sweet. He's not like I'm going to hit it and quit it. He's not that kind of man. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um. So all these women are like, he'll never be like, hey. Like, he's not going to ever just ignore a person. Right, because he's so too nice. So because of that, they'll DM me from, like, fake accounts being, like, just saying the craziest shit. Like, you look like you gained weight. Or, are you pregnant? Like, any little thing they could pick. Trying to chop you down? Trying to chop this beautiful fucking <laughs> Arab woman down. I would just um, send them a picture of what you look like. I and send like, them a picture of his dick. And I say, uh, you miss this, don't you? Um... Okay, so we're going to read through a couple of our DMs, and we're just going to react to what you fellas have sent us. We're not going to necessarily name you because some of you have wives and girlfriends and need to get your shit together. I feel like they should. Those are the ones that should be named, but well, okay. I guess I'm going to stick to your theme. You Go know ahead. what? Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll throw a couple names out. We'll see. But then I feel like I might not survive and some dude's going to yeah, show up. I don't, like, uh, the problem is we're too accessible, so we can't, yes. you know, they could just come Sorry. to a show. That's why I don't reply to any sort of negativity because I'm like, no, this motherfucker could be crazy and just show yeah, up to a show. Yeah, you can't show up to, you yeah. can't, you can't because they'll show up. It. Yeah. Exactly. So um, this individual sends me a message and he says, you want to play doctor? Ooh. Which, you know, it's not that bad. It's kind of cute because like. I'm just curious. I would reply, is this a paid job? <laughs> That's, right. Because is this maybe yeah. it's a role? Yeah. This act, maybe it's Martin Scorsese and he's like wanting me right. for a role. SAG after or. <laughs> SAG is balls. Yeah. That's probably what the situation is. And it's a minimum of 1100. Yeah. It's seriously a day rate. SAG day rate. Not bad. I'll play doctor for 5K. Yeah. That's, That's good. So if that works for you, sir, you know who you are. Um, your family looks lovely and your home oh, is very well raked. Uh, <laughs> Does he want you to play doctor for his child then? Yeah, what is your the son fuck? sick? Oh, God. <laughs> what do you got over there? I got um, <laughs> yo sit on my face at 7.41 a.m. <laughs> then at 3.30 p.m., now you scurred. Um, <gasps> and then at 4.20 p.m., yo, stupid. Um, so and it's spelled <laughs> stupid with a T at the end. I wasn't trying to be. At 420, you know, he got high and regretted all of that and tried to make it cute. This motherfucker tried to flip the script at 420. The best are the ones that just have conversations with themselves. Oh, God. those. But that is like we didn't respond. And you came through like you, you obviously you went to work at eight, got off at four. Yeah. He sent you a message before work and right. after. Right. Yeah. I mean, you scared. You skirt. You scared. <laughs> Did you respond? No, no, I never reply. <laughs> I never reply. It's 
my favorite thing. Okay, here's one. Oh, you're Miss Jessie May. Hella attractive. Hella funny. Well, we now know what state you're from. What's not to like? Podcasts are hilarious. Friendly. Hi from Zim, South Africa, Southern Africa. Okay, you know it's not that bad because you're complimenting me. You said hella attractive, hella funny. What's not to like? The podcasts are hilarious. Friendly. Hi. I think it's okay. I'm I'm gonna let it slide. Mm-hmm. That one's not too. You know, there's not any dick mention. There's no dick pic. Why? Well, you're from yeah. South Africa. Can I see what a South African dick looks like? Right. Have you seen one? I haven't. I, I would just imagine it literally looks like a giraffe neck. A giraffe neck. Yeah, would, like it's painted like a giraffe. That. I would invite that right? kind of dick into my inbox. <laughs> I would 100%. Um, Do you have another one? Yes. Uh, this guy, very confident. Uh, I can eat your pussy out better than him. This was in response to a, a video that I had put up of my boyfriend and I. Was I he eating eat you out? No, he was not okay. eating me out. We were fully dressed um so this guy not even affectionate in the video um just kind of sitting next to each other but apparently that was what came to mind wow i can eat your pussy out better than him so that was uh <laughs> what time was that one <laughs> that was at 9 48 p.m so. i love the time frames that's hilarious yeah. oh you're right 6 46 a.m good show last night ninja oh he came out even if you're a bit of a man hater wow. Oh, wow are you a ma- would you say you're a man hater no, not at all. And in fact, I think I'm an equal opportunity hater. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really a hater at all. I think I just reveal information and then maybe somebody gets a little butt hurt and feels like they're a part of the information that I revealed. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, 100%. That's it's 100% a little projection. Yeah. Um, this one is a really fun one. I love the timestamp. That makes it even better. 9.35 p.m. Respectful time. Hello, love. How are you? In the letter N. And how's your day? D-A-E. I've already signed out because you can't spell day. No. Can I ask you, are you single? Motherfucker, you think you think I'm you're in my playing field? You can't even spell day. Yeah. Uh can but I that's ask why you're, you're so dumb. Yeah. He thinks he is. Exactly. Can I ask if you're single? If so, can we get to know each other? If it's okay as friends, then who knows? Maybe more down the line if it's meant to be. Well, albeit about me, I work, pay my own bills, have my own place, my own car. Oh, wow. And I've never been married. Shocker. He's really taking a shot. <laughs> and I don't have any kids. I'll be 29 next September 20. I have no kids. I don't drink and I don't smoke. I do my best to stay healthy. Well, what the fuck's about me? says that I need some dude like that to slide up in my DMs and, and that he thinks he's got a shot. Sir, where do you live? What, what's your house look like? I need to know what kind of car it is because having your own car, that shit could be on fire underneath a overpass in L.A. Yeah, you might not even be able to fit in his car. Right. Because he might, lives in it and you, it's filled <laughs> with all his stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> this motherfucker gave me his whole life story. And all I can say to you is you're 29. I don't date down. I Sorry. date up. Yeah, my man date. is 43 years old. 44. Ooh, that is a yeah. man. Oh. That is a man. Yeah, he's got like knuckle scars and stuff. Ooh. Yeah, he's got a little bald spot. His bald yeah. spot makes me moist. My um, boyfriend is one year younger than me, but Ooh. he's, hey, you know, he used to sleep on couches and shit. So he's still gone through it like he's Well, in his with 40s, those things, it's so. still like he is sleeping on couches because yeah. those things and are And I like the stamina, I'm not going to lie. Because before yes. him, I dated like a 45 year old and it was still fine, but. Uh, I like the stamina of the younger man. I've never had, like, I've never dated someone younger. It's usually definitely older for me. Well, you're younger still within a respectable time. Right. Just one year. Yeah. I mean, like, if I have to 
literally tell you where the specific area is every single time. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to be a teacher. I didn't go to school for teaching. Right. Right. I, I just, I like to be taught sometimes in the bedroom yes, as well. I have to be taught because yes. my whole life it was like sex is bad. So I'm just now learning how to really properly fuck. So anybody out there? Brad Pitt? No, no, I have someone doing it. Please what, do not invite these crazy people into my DM. <laughs> Who before? Could you have another DM? Oh, yeah. I have okay. One. I mean, it's not we that. We have one more. Uh, it's not that. It's just. Um, Who's your celebrity, like your real hall pass besides Michael Keaton? Do you okay. have like a crush on somebody? Mm. Lately, I'm feeling Brad Pitt, but that's just because I feel like he's still wounded from Angelina Jolie. Mm. Is there any like celebrity dude that you think could could get your kitty moist? I feel like saying someone is going to get me in trouble or could be perceived as disrespectful okay then we'll i'll get it afterwards i feel like the michael keaton was safe okay we'll stay with michael keaton sorry michael keaton because the problem is i'm going to tell you right now we live in hollywood yeah so we could be inviting some shit <laughs> we could be um do you know what john I'm stamos i'm inviting the you the thing is we are women in Hollywood, these men are accessible to us. They are. It's if true. If we bump into, I mean, I, I was on Raya, honey, and I could name a bunch <laughs> of A-list celebrities that I was matching with. So I feel like us saying it is different than if you were, you know, doing this You're podcast right. in I the Midwest, that. you know? Yeah. So that's why I feel like I don't want to come across as disrespectful to my man because I feel like it would hurt his feeling. For me, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if he said it, but I don't know. I, I just don't Where even want to risk that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I love my boyfriend very much, but I also love Stamos. And if your marriage crumbles, hit me up. Yeah. Because I think my boyfriend will allow me to do it on Sundays. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so, too. What's your last DM we got going on Oh, in we're going to do one more DM. One more DM. Uh, this one's good because he incorporated some Arabic in it. Ooh. Uh, and he's a white boy. Whoa. Um, looking that fine is definitely haram as fuck. Haram, haram. is like uh, shame shame in arabic so uh i thought it was funny did i think a fly just flew out of my uh pussy yes <laughs> he swatted it away <laughs> which is haram haram, haram. <laughs> crystal uh, marie you are a such a delight thank you i think this you're a so lot of talented fun. are we wrapping it up we're wrapping it up god damn it this should be a special edition for our uh podcast it, you know what i'm i'm all for it Okay. I or I'll just come back. I'll just come back come when back. I'm more famous and be like, well, now people are actually going to listen. <laughs> and I, now I have a new list. I have yeah. a new list. <laughs> Where can my people find you? Uh, you can find me on social media. I am Crystal Marie on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, that's about it right now. And so. is behind the bit, do you have any dates coming up in LA? Uh, we don't right now because now we've uh, wrapped so many live shows that we're ready to move on to do the pilot. Great. So we should be doing the pilot presentation probably by early next year. Well, hopefully we'll see it. Yeah. Well, you'll air. be on it. So. Awesome. I mean, if she agrees to do it i do agree. no pressure no, no pressure. pressure all that's in my rider is a rainbow cup because i'm a lesbian <laughs> yes uh stay tuned to find out if i do end up eating jessime out so i'm her celebrity crush yeah thank yeah, you yeah. So you're much. my hall pass <laughs> there we go we finally answered it bye bye, thank bye you. everybody the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.